Chapter Nine of the Indian Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Indian Fairy Book by Henry R. Schoolcraft. Chapter Eleven. The Toad Woman. Great good luck once happened to a young woman who was living all alone in the woods with nobody near her but her little dog, for she found fresh meat every morning at her door. She was much surprised and very curious to know who it was that supplied her, so she watched one morning just as the sun had risen and saw a handsome young man gliding away into the forest. Having seen her, he became her husband, and they had a son. One evening, not long after this, he did not return as usual from hunting. She waited till late at night, but he came not at all. The next day she swung her child to sleep in its cradle, and then said to her dog, Take care of your brother while I am gone, and when he cries, halloo for me. The cradle was made of the finest wampum, and all its bandages and ornaments were of the same precious stuff. After a short time, the woman heard the cry of the dog, and running home as fast as she could, she found her child gone, and the dog too. On looking around, she saw scattered upon the ground pieces of the wampum of her child's cradle, and she knew that the dog had been faithful, and had striven his best to save the babe from being carried off. Now the thief was an old woman from a distant country, called Makaki Mindiamoa, or the Toad Woman. The mother hurried off at full speed in pursuit of her. As she flew along, she came from time to time to lodges inhabited by old women, who told her at what time the child thief had passed. They also gave her shoes that she might follow on. A number of these old women seemed to be prophetesses, and knew what was to come long beforehand. Each of them would say to her, that when she had arrived at the next lodge she must set the toes of the moccasins they had given her pointing homeward and that they would then return of themselves the young woman was very careful to send back in this manner all the shoes she borrowed she thus followed in the pursuit from valley to valley and stream to stream for many months and years and at length came to the lodge of the last of the friendly old grandmothers as they were called who gave her final instructions how to proceed she told the mother that she was near the place where her son was to be found, and she directed her to build a lodge of cedar boughs hard by the toad woman's lodge, and to make a little bark dish and to fill it with the juice of the wild grape. Then, she said, your first child, meaning the dog, will come and find you out. These directions the young woman followed just as they had been given to her, and in a short time she heard her son, now grown up, going out to hunt. The dog was following, and she called out to him, Pewobic, spirit iron, twee, twee. The dog came into the lodge, and she set before him the dish of grape juice. See, my child, she said, addressing him, the pretty drink your mother gives you. Spirit iron took a long draught, and immediately left the lodge with his eyes wide open, for this was the drink which teaches one to see the truth of things as they are. He rose up when he got into the open air, stood upon his hind legs, and looked about. I see how it is, he said, and marching off, erect as a man, he sought out his young master. Approaching him in great confidence, 
He bent down and whispered in his ear having first looked cautiously around to see that no one was listening This old woman here in the lodge is no mother of yours I have found your real mother and she is worth looking at when we come back from our day's sport I'll prove it to you They went out into the woods and at the close of the afternoon they brought back a great spoil of meat of all kinds then the young man as soon as he had laid aside his weapons said to the toad woman Send some of the best of this meat to the stranger who has arrived lately The toad woman answered no, why should I send to her the poor widow? But the young man would not be refused and at last the old toad woman consented to take something and throw it down at the door My son gives you this she called out but being bewitched by Mukaki Mindimoa the meat was so bitter and distasteful that the young woman immediately cast it out of the lodge after her In the evening the young man paid the stranger a visit at her lodge of cedar boughs She then told him that she was his real mother and that he had been stolen away from her by the old toad woman Who was a child thief and a witch as the young man appeared to doubt she said to him feign yourself sick when you go home to her lodge and when the toad woman asks what ails you say that you wish to see your cradle for the cradle was of wampum and your faithful brother the dog in striving to save you tore off these pieces which i show you they were real wampum white and blue shining and beautiful and the young man placing them in his bosom set off he did not seem quite steady in his belief of the strange woman's story but the dog spirit iron taking his arm kept close by his side and gave him many words of encouragement as they went along They entered the lodge together and the old toad woman saw from something in the dog's eye that trouble was coming Mother said the young man placing his hand to his head and leaning heavily upon spirit iron as if a sudden faintness had come upon him Why am I so different in looks from the rest of your children? Oh she answered there was a very bright clear blue sky when you were born that is the reason he seemed to be so very ill that the toad woman at length asked what she could do for him he said that nothing could do him good but the sight of his cradle she ran immediately and brought a cedar cradle but he said that is not my cradle she went and got another of her own children's cradles of which there were four but he turned his head and said that is not mine. I am as sick as ever When she had shown the four and they had all been rejected she at last produced the real cradle The young man saw that it was of the same stuff as the wampum which he had in his bosom He could even see the marks of the teeth of spirit iron left upon the edges Where he had taken hold striving to hold it back So he had no doubt now which was his mother to get free of the old toad woman it was necessary that the young man should kill a fat bear and Being directed by spirit iron who was very wise in such a matter. He secured the fattest in all that country Having stripped a tall pine of all its bark and branches He perched the carcass in the top with its head to the east and its tail due west Then returning to the lodge he informed the old toad woman that the fat bear was ready for her but that to get it she would have to go very far even to the end of the earth she answered it is not so far but that i can get it for all things in the world a fat bear was the delight of the old toad woman 
She at once set forth, and she was no sooner out of sight than the young man and his dog, Spirit Iron, blew a strong breath in the face of the toad woman's four children, who were all bad spirits, or bear fiends, and so put out their life. Then, setting them up by the side of the door, they thrust a piece of the white bear fat in each of their mouths. The toad woman spent a long time in finding the bear, which she had been sent after, and she made at least five and twenty attempts before she was able to climb to the carcass. She slipped down three times where she went up once, but at last she succeeded and returned with the great bear on her back. As she drew near her lodge, she was astonished to see the four children standing up by the doorposts with the fat in their mouths. She was angry with them and called out, Why do you thus insult the pomatum of your brother? She was still more angry when they made no answer to her complaint, but when she found that they were stark dead and had been placed in this way to mock her, her fury was very great indeed. She ran after the tracks of the young man and his mother as fast as she could, so fast indeed that she was on the very point of overtaking them when the dog, Spirit Iron, coming close up to his master, whispered to him, Snakeberry! Let the snakeberry spring up to detain her, cried out the young man, and immediately the berries spread for a long distance, like scarlet all over the path, and the old toad woman, who was almost as fond of these berries as she was of fat bears, could not avoid stooping down to pick and eat. The old toad woman was very anxious to get forward, but the snakeberry vines kept spreading out on every side, and they grew and grew and spread and spread, and to this day the wicked old toad woman is busy picking the berries. She will never be able to get beyond to the other side, to disturb the happiness of the young hunter and his mother, who still live with their faithful dog, in the shadow of the beautiful woodside where they were born. End of chapter 11